Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Columbia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in London, where I'm currently having my enjoying my summer holidays in my in my homeland, but missing Colombia terribly. Anyhow, this is episode 431 of the Columbia Calling podcast. Uh, this week's special guests are music, well, musicians, uh, enthusiasts, members of the Colombian diaspora in London, and we'll be talking about a new music festival that they've put together. They put together in Barcelona, coming up in a couple of weeks. It's called Prende la Vela. So check out Guacamayo Tropical. And you'll find more information about Prende la Vela Festival. It's a multi-day festival, mainly bullerengue, but other types of cumbia and music. La Perla from Bogotá is also playing, a cola tambo, you know, other drum groups, other bullerengue groups. There'll be all sorts of events going on. And really, it sounds like a very special and very fun thing to get involved with over a couple of days in Barcelona. How better to spend a couple of days in Barcelona, coming up, height of summer, and just, you know, feeling the rhythms, the Colombian and the Latin American rhythms there, and of course the drum groups and so on. Of course, this uh, episode was brought to you by Latin News, which is a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all of the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by BNB Colombia Tours, experts in custom-made travel throughout Colombia. The team at BNB Colombia Tours can provide you with a fantastic private experiences, creating wonderful memories of Colombia for a lifetime. So check out the website at bnbcolombia.com and tell them that Columbia Calling sent you and receive a further 5% off their already great prices. So there you are. Those are our two sponsors for this episode. That's latinnews.com and bnbcolumbia.com. Travel there and politics and analysis. So anyway, episode 431, we're calling it the Bullerengue in Barcelona, but it's of course Colombian Bullerengue in Barcelona. Uh, we have members of music groups, we have enthusiasts, we have dancers and so on. We have four people on this episode. So thank you to Valeria, thank you to Tatiana, Esteban and Nick for getting in touch and of course, well, you know, telling us about this amazing event, an amazing thing they've put together for just a couple of weeks time in Barcelona. Uh, Emily is here in London 
but she's a little bit under the weather. So we're all wishing her the best. I hope that the news report will come out, but she's feeling it, her, her voice doesn't lend itself to radio right now. We have communicated. She will be okay, of course, but of course, let's wish her all the best and that she's back with us as soon as possible, hopefully next week to deliver the news brief once again. So I'm Richard McCall. This is the Columbia Calling Podcast, episode 431. Don't go away. We'll be right back with uh, the last segment of the show. Thank you. And we're back. This is segment three of episode 431. I'm Richard McCall. We're in London at the moment. Uh, well, by the end of July, well, at the end of July, beginning of August, we'll be back in Colombia. But I, too, have summer holidays, and it's been... A fair few years since we were over. So we are here in London and our very special guests this week are in London as well. But we're going to talk not only about their lives in London, which transcend to Abu Dhabi, Colombia, also then on to Barcelona. So we're going to talk about all these things. But let me introduce you to we've got Nick Lopez-Green. We've got Tatiana Gomez. We've got Esteban Cardona. And we've got Valeria Pacific. And between them, they are putting together a festival in Barcelona. But before we get on to that, we're going to discuss a little bit about music, about London, about life and so on. So guys, welcome on the Columbia Calling podcast. Thank you. you. There you go. You can hear them all there in the same room somewhere across London from us right now. So let's let's talk about this. Nick has been a listener for a well quite a while, and actually we've had sort of back and forths and conversation, uh, and he sent money to help people during the pandemic. So we've had we've had good uh, we've had good banter, or equally so, he's he's had a good laugh at. uh, at one of our former guests and his desire to cross the Darien Gap, uh, the other side and having been sent back and then the army getting involved. We've had a good conversation about that. Just so you know, that guy is com- is, will be landing this month again in Colombia. More, more power to him. <laughs> more power to him, yeah. <laughs> one thing that we also had, Richard, was um, I still need to thank you for sorting me and my dad out at your your hotel in in Montbos, which uh, just for the listeners is like a really wonderful place to go and chill out if you really want to um i'd say the place i'd chill out most in the world is is sitting by the river staring at the the rio magdalena in Montbos. that well yes that will get you Another night's free stay and uh, all sorts of friendship <laughs> from my extended. The swimming pool, Richard. That one. That one looks like it's got a good, good style going on there. That's all right. The San Rafael with the swimming pool. Well, now, of course, now you are a married man. It's an, the ideal place to return with Tatiana, who's on your arm there on the other side. Now, before we jump in, you guys. I mean, Nick, you're 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 Colombian, and Tatiana obviously is Colombian. You guys met. Outside the Toto La, Mos- La Mompocina concert in 2017 in London. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is kind of like a uh, maybe like a, a, a courting place for for Colombians in in London um, potentially. Um, but- 2017. Yeah. There's something serendipitous about this. I love this idea of people get you know the the the, the meeting outside of. La Mompocina uh, uh, concert, and now you're married, and your lives have taken you across the world together. I mean, this is a really great story. That's a really great story. But 
I can't imagine that. But I don't know, Tatiana. How do you feel about this kind of this crazy guy approaching you in the queue outside of the concert? I mean, it can't be. It's it can't be ordinary. <laughs> it must be creepy. Uh, well, now, no, I feel amazing. Now that <laughs> I don't know. I think if I sidled up to someone outside the concert, they're just sort of who's this weird guy? Uh, but anyhow, it, the story works out well, <laughs> and I'm happy to see it. I Richard, yeah. I didn't. I didn't approach her. No, it was a friend of a of, of one of my friends. He, she went and asked him random same things, and then he took the occasion and came to to talk with everybody. I was sweet, so. There you go. So there we are. It was it was facilitated by someone else. Very good. And that's a, and now let's move on. Let's move on to our other guests. We have got the musicians Esteban Cardona and and Valeria Pacific. But you are residents of of London. That's right. Yes, yeah, that's it's a long time we're here. So how long have you been here? I've been here for eight years, except for um, the pandemic, a year during the pandemic that I spent in Colombia. Mm. But yeah, since 2014. So you went home yeah. for that period. And I've been here for about 13 years now. So yeah, you're like a long time. I can see it. You look a bit tired, you know. You look tired. Yeah, you're tired of London, tired of life. Oh well, it's what you say. But here's the deal: is that you, you know, anyone's a Londoner. It's such a cosmopolitan city that you're here. You are a Londoner. That's the truth. And but how has it been for you guys, Valeria and and uh, Esteban? How has it been, sort of adjusting from, I guess, you know, Colombian culture to uh, English culture, London culture, how has it been over time? Because it's not an easy transition to make. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, my first year in the UK was in Bournemouth, so it was kind of like chilling off by the beach to have that transition and also like, you know, getting used to English and, and, and yeah, like thinking and, and dreaming in English. <laughs> um and then I don't know, like everything came quite. I don't know. It's been like, a, you know, it's like been like many lives within my London life because I, I don't know, like it changes so much from one place to another with the, with the, you know, the people you 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 share with. So it's been it's been a very interesting journey for me, and, and you know, like it's been already thirteen years, and I'm 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 happy to be here. I'm very excited because. You know, like like the things that, that that are coming together after so many years, like trying to find our paths and our our ways, mm. um, are finally kind of, kind of like coming together. So, yeah. Yeah, so very exciting. One, one thing, he also was in the concert. Yeah. Yes, I also got married. <laughs> yeah. Did you meet her in the queue I mean, as well? <laughs> basically, basically, that co- that concert as me for me was the, one of the most important things of my life. Mm. You know, because that was the time where I discovered my roots and my tra- and, and these traditions. And, and basically, because of this concert, it took me into a music a music uh, career. You know, mm. this this concert was the like the, the inspiration for, for for writing an album and, and getting um, interested about all these Afro-Colombian rhythms. And this, this is where my research of, of, of Afro-Colombian rhythms and my encounter with Bujerengue basically started. So 
yeah, I fall in love in a different way with music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, awesome. And Val Valeria, were you at the concert, concert by any chance? <laughs> I wasn't. No, I feel uh, a little bit less tired. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what do we say? I'm very spirit. I mean, yeah. I'm a long time fan of the Tolemo Cuisine. I've seen her lots yeah. of times. But this time in particular, I didn't even um, knew that she was playing. And it was quite frustrating because... <laughs> I think two or three days after that concert, um, my like ex boyfriend, ex girlfriend was like, Oh, so I went to a Totola Montesina concert. She's Spanish and he's French. And I was like, What? How did I not like knew about this? And yeah, so I can make it, unfortunately. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like you, 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 you fell out of love then at, at that point, and uh, whereas everyone else <laughs> fell into love. And so I'm going to say, exactly. what, what do we? <laughs> What do we say in Spanish? Uno de esos beaches. Uno de esos beaches no es como los otros. Algo así. <laughs> You're the different one <laughs> from this group. Uh, okay. So tell us a little bit about life life in London because you know we I am I'm born and raised in London. Uh, unusual. But I was born and raised as an English person in London. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I know a little bit about, so let's say, the Latin American diaspora uh, to the United Kingdom through other friends from, well, from Colombia, Brazil, uh, Peru. Uh, I once visited a bedsit in northern Kensington, which was run by a Bolivian lady in her bowler hat and all of her dresses. It was one of the most surreal things I've ever seen in my life because I've, got, I've worked in Bolivia and everything. But then, and there was a man sitting there chewing coca leaves and it was just like, I could be in, I could be in uh, El Alto or something. I mean, it wasn't as cold or as high, but uh, what is it like to, to, to sort of set up life? Uh, because starting out in London is not easy. Maybe Esteban or Valeria would like to, to share. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not easy. And for me, I think uh, it took me a really long time to actually, like, properly adapt to London. I've loved it. Like, since I first got here, I fell in love with the city straight away. But it hasn't been easy, as you say. Mm. And, in fact, I was actually planning to leave London. I had already, you know, set up everything to go and live in Australia. But that's when the pandemic hit. And I got trapped in Colombia. And then when I when I came back to London after a long time, just a lot of stuff started happening related to music. And I just fell in love with this again. Mm. And it's funny because um, in my time before going to Colombia, I didn't really know that many Colombian people here. Mm. I mean, I had Colombian friends, but I guess in a way I was interested in hanging out with people from other places. Mm. And I wasn't really that much involved with the Colombian diaspora. But then it's been, what, a year, maybe a bit more that I came back and all of a sudden I started meeting all these Colombian people, meeting all these Colombian musicians, being more connected than ever to you know, my roots, my music. And now I really feel at home here. It's fantastic. Wow. So I the, love it. <laughs> the, but it's the, as you say, it's the roots, the music that are flowing through your current, let's say, environment permitting you to feel at home so there is that element of of Colombia keeping you 
sane, let's say, <laughs> keeping you happy. It is. Yeah, it, so. it is. It's funny how, you know, sometimes I tell people, you know, kind of like my life story regarding music and everyone finds it so funny, like me as well, that it is, it was only when I came to London that I really got connected to, you know, my roots, Latin American music. I've always, you know, in a way liked it and had it in my life, but it just came to a whole new level mm. only when I came to London. Very cool. Well, maybe it allows you you step away from it when it's, it's right in your face at home, but then you step away from it when you go away and, and it allows you to look at it from a different perspective and therefore appreciate it. That's my, my personal feeling on certain things as well. Is like, you know, I don't f- feel 100% connected to London and stuff, but then suddenly things, I, for me, it's not so much music, obviously, but it's the history. And if I can then sort of associate history in, I don't know, in Bogota, and then maybe because I'm always investigating Mombos, and I find then uh, people who, like uh, travelers in the 19th century who went down the river, and I find their their diaries and their reflections of coming through and the time it was in the UK. For me, it's it's really special, and that brings it home. It's the history rather than the music for me. But I can hear that. I can hear that definitely being important and i want to say esteban in this little blurb that that uh that nick wrote up which was not little at all it was uh, <laughs> the, the, the the rumination that i received um he said that you st- you also started out like in in punk music yes i mean that, that was my yeah i used to be i used to like like rock and punk uh when i was used to? Like, I still love it. <laughs> there we go. Well, we have. I don't, I don't listen to it as as much anymore. Now it's mostly bujerengue and and like this medicine music now. Like change uh, a little bit. <laughs> so you've you've uh, you've you've chilled out because I I, I listen to seventies punk. I still do because I'm an angry old man now. I, but you have become a mellowed out uh, person in your in, as you mature. Yeah, kind of. I think I think I still I still have a lot of anger to, you know, to get out of my system, but that's why music is so important. It helps yeah. to send all these emotions into into another kind of vibration, um, a healthier kind of vibration. Healthier. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 my way of getting that anger, that rage, and I find that I find, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it across now. I find that like, things like the Clash. Works so well for me in Bogota. <laughs> it's like, ah, I can see why. <laughs> it's an it's an I aggressive city. Start taking up the tambor, really. Yeah, I think now, in, in your in in Bogota, you need to be playing the tambor while stopping traffic, really. Well, it's an interesting thing you say that. You see, there's a band in Montpos called Abundio y sus Traviesos, uh, and they play the you know cumbia mapale chande. And they played at my wedding, in fact, way back in the day. But during the pandemic, because they had no work, I ended up sort of, let's say, uh, getting uh, hiring them for, for tambour lessons uh, so that they could earn money during the pandemic. I'm really not very good, but I enjoyed it a great deal. <laughs> so it, it 
but I didn't find it was very, very cathartic for my rage. So there we go. And, uh, um, <laughs> but so tell me a little bit again. Let's get into this now. Let's get into the music because, you know, we know you all met at the, the, the Toto La Mompocina concert. All of this went, you you guys kind of all got together in a bed sit in North London. So it has all the, of the makings of a great story, you know, because the greatest things happen, I think, under some sort of duress and stress and living in a bed sit is not always the easiest thing uh, either. So I can just see, and of course, you can, you're living this, this, this immigrant experience to London, which can be incredibly difficult. It is a big city. Uh, and because of its cosmopolitan nature, I think there's a lot of distance between people. Not because, you know, whereas in other cities, we use, it's different. So let's just hear, you know, how do we get, how do we make this jump to Buyerenge? I mean, who wants to jump in there and say, listen, Buyerenge became our our focal point because? Who's going to say so? <laughs> um, well, I can say it. Go on, go on. I want to hear. So, just to link it with the, with the full story, um, there is another part that is also uh, collaborating with the making of the festival, um, which is the Guacamaya Tropical. So... Uh, these guys came to London and, and did a, a party, and there we met a lot of musicians. And from from that cycle that it was created that night with also like uh, danzadoras and and drummers, we cre- we create like a kind of uh, yeah a small cycle. And then Esteban came into into the cycle and he was doing an album because he had the revelation on the concert of Tutto la Mampostira, right? <laughs> Something like that. So he took us into Bujerengue and we started to discover the Bujerengue rhythm and and we did his album. I mean, like he did his album, but we collaborate <laughs> in, 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 I collaborate with the dance and other musicians with, you know, and... That created like the a little bit the seed of the Bujerengue mm-hmm. kind of vibe, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, and, and 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 just to explain how we go to Bujerengue is like from punk. Um, in punk, I could feel I could feel you know when I was listening to punk, I was feeling this energy in my guts, you know, mm-hmm. like something very like I don't know, you know, this energy. And this is something that I later found on uh, when I was starting like dan- starting dancing salsa when I was like a, like 15, 16 at, at you know my friends' birthdays. And in you know in Colombia we do the quinces, so that's mm-hmm. when I start when you start drinking a little bit of alcohol and dancing salsa. So I found that same you know in the in the old school salsa like you know like New York kind mm-hmm. of vibe salsa. I I, fa- I found that that energy as well, and then I started like getting very. That, that was my Afro Colombia. Sorry, Afro Afro um, um, school of mm-hmm. rhythms, and and then I started a, a, a salsa band. But then when I was when I was here in London after this concert, I started reaching and, and, and discovering these all these Afro-Colombian traditions. Mm. And but and, and when and I started watching these uh, documentaries about uh, of Toto and she was talking about Bujerengue and I was like, oh what is Bujerengue? And then she was talking about Etelvina Maldonado and Petrona Martinez. I knew I knew Petrona Martinez but I didn't know she was a Bujerengue singer. Mm. And and then I started listening to Telvina Maldonado and that was like 
wow, so beautiful. This is so powerful. And then I started, as Tati was saying, I started writing this album uh, uh, based on this of my of my discovery of Afro-Colombian rhythms while being in London. So I was mm-hmm. listening, started to listen to music. I, I studied uh, drums before, so I could play drums in my punk band. And then, and then when I went, when I moved to salsa, I did a bit of um, Latin percussion, um, so I, you know, I could play the conga and and. Basically, I, I started, I love music, but I've always run away from music because in Colombia they say, you know, if you don't have opportunities as a musician. So so that's why I came to, to England because I was so lost in my life. I didn't know what to do. And there was the opportunity to come here and, and, and study English. So I said, oh, why not? I go yeah. and study English for a year. I have I can have a think about what I want to do. I, I work, I do a little bit of travels. And while being here, I discovered sound engineering and I went to study sound engineering. And basically because of sound engineering, mm-hmm. I said like, oh yeah, this is amazing because it's like related to music, but not being a musician. But then like once I had the tools to record and produce and, and mix uh, and craft a record, I, I, I couldn't really get, get away with becoming a producer because and, and, mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do, you know, like to find bands and produce them and record them. But it was difficult, especially mm-hmm. as well if you are, you know, if you're a Colombian. Like already it's, it's difficult for English producers, you know. So it's, it's like the, the industry is very difficult. So I don't know, because of this concert after I started recording my songs and and and, and I focus on two on two Afro-Colombian rhythms, which, which is cumbia and bullerengue at this time. But then bullerengue started to to really move something inside as mm-hmm. as punk and, and salsa were do, was doing. And I really found something powerful that I couldn't describe at that time, mm. but but I just went crazy for it, and 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 we started, you know, because I started um, um, working on on the on the release of the album, on the concert. We went to Wilderness, and and then we invited this group of dancers called Some of Chichas and Tati, and it was such a beautiful experience. We were all like like gathering and and, and you know like dancing and, and, and creating and also like um we started this kind of like um community movement where we started like just like showing and just getting together and teaching what we knew about afro-colombian music and and, and i don't know it just started to to become more and more and more um important and bigger and people were coming, showing up a lot of you know like a lot of interest started coming and and then we were feeling this energy. It was like, wow, this is so powerful. And then basically just it, it, this virus got spread. <laughs> and, and, and now it's kind of like a, like a movement, you know? It's like yeah. a community movement. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and, and Buyerenge, because Tatiana, you are a dancer. So Buyerenge, how is, how is it different to other Afro-Colombian uh, rhythms in terms of dance and the beat and the music? Because you have to feel, you feel these things as a dancer. Um, I would say something simple. It's, it's a little bit more ritualistic, the Buyerenge. Like the cumbia is a little bit more kind of, showy you know like you put on a performance and and you you know show a beautiful pollera colorada (laughs) the lines are also kind of more open and but buyerengue is more about feeling inside and it's more ritualistic in that sense that it's it's forming a rueda so everyone is invited to to Mm. dance there is a, a kind of rules to the dance as well kind of not rules but kind of protocol 
Mm-hmm. And so I would say it's a little, the, the main difference, apart obviously on the beat and the and the kind of step that you do, is more like it, it goes, you, you need to connect more with yourself, with your kind of, even like your, your entrañas, you know, yeah. like your, but I mean, this is what Esteban has just explained to us as well, because he, exactly. he can feel yeah. it. I mean, yeah. the both of you have been so very expressive about this. I think you've, you've, you know, you've come across as incredibly, you know, that in the right way, it, it, totally immersed. And uh, I would say, you know, Colombians, truly in touch and uh, following the nature of this music because it's in your guts as you said it's in your guts that's so it's very yeah, it's interesting like, to hear it's imprinted in the, in the inside so, mm. somehow it's like you feel it's, it's very natural as well and and as it as you say there's like a, a protocol not like rules but protocol uh, and you say it's in a circle so therefore you invite more people to the circle. It's very inclusive. Yeah, it's very inclusive. Right. Like normally, when it, when it comes into a rueda, no? Like, mm. Yeah, because in a, in a bujarengue circle, no, in a rueda, the idea is for everyone to get involved and everyone to participate. So you mm-hmm. have the people playing the instruments. You know, mm-hmm. bujarengue is very, you could say simple in its structure. It has two, um, two drums, one, you know, seat instrument, which can be maracas, it can be, you know, any type of shaker. And then you have the main singer and you've got the chorus. And in Bujerengue, the chorus is very important. So you have a lot of people, no matter how many people come to the Rueda, everyone is, you know, important. Like everyone needs to be part of that collective chant. Everyone needs to be clapping because the claps then become like another instrument that has to be there. And the more people you know, chanting, clapping, participating, giving their power to the Rueda, the more powerful it will feel. Then, you know, in a Wujerenga Rueda, dance is very important. So usually you have a man and a woman in the middle dancing, but they change constantly. It's not the same people all the time there in the center, but it's very much about, you know, everyone getting the chance to get in, to enjoy, to dance, participate. And it's about communication as well. Like you have this, this protocol, or I would say this language, mm-hmm. and then you have to find ways to express it yourselves and, you know, get in touch and connect to all the people who are part of this rueda. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is very inclusive. It's, it's very much about community. Uh, Valeria, did you study music? Because you, you're speaking like a, you're almost like a total expert there. <laughs> I didn't study music. In fact, um, I didn't really do music until mm. about what was that? <laughs> around the time we we all met, because yeah. I started coming to this um, space they were talking about when we were just getting together. Yeah. We were learning from each other. Well, I was learning from everyone because I didn't really know a lot. Mm. It was my first time, you know, really taking a drum, really getting into music, and this was only maybe. 2019, 2019 yeah. so not that long ago but I come from a very musical family I did I did you know play a little bit of piano when I was little I, I sang and I danced all my life um but this you know encouraged me to like playing instruments is very new for me mm. and very exciting it's been very life-changing mm, yeah, very and nice. because of that experience Valeria 
well, I remember the first time I saw you playing tambor with Esteban live, and now you're what leader of your own all-female Buyerenga and Cumbia collective, <laughs> and part of this music scene. So it's like a it, it's it's a virus, no? In a we we have to be very careful how we use that word right now. <laughs> the virus. It's, uh, it's contagious for sure. There we oh, go. It's highly contagious. That's fine. That's fine. Well, so Nick, I'll ask you, and then I'll ask Tatiana. Uh, so Nick, how is your buyerenge bu- bu- dancing? Yeah, so I have to say, all of us here um, <laughs> became at some point live performing buyerenge dancers. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and this Tehran, I managed to get involved with this Tehran in 2019. And at the, when I started to do it, I would have to say my I was a, a 0.5 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> and then after traveling around the UK, you know, it was it was it was good enough to not disappoint uh, my my peers. And obviously, dancing with my wife, who's a professional dancer, all I wanted to do was to be like you know, capable enough to, mm. to pull that one off. And I've seen him dance; he's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, uh, Tatiana, the truth. He's amazing. There we go. What a wonderful. No, like- like, you know, the, the beautiful thing about Villarenga is that the technique doesn't matter that much, you know? Like, as soon as the person brings their own spirit, their own personality to the dance, it's really fun. So, so really, it's, it's not like other dances that where the technique is essential, like dance, like salsa, for example. If, if, if you dance with someone who doesn't know the steps, it can be a little bit boring for you, but... It, in Buyerenge, it doesn't happen that much. Mm. Buyerenge is a dance that you feel. Yeah. 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 And okay. that the public, the audience, need to feel. And yeah. maybe you could say the same about the culture generally. Very nice. It's not so much about the notes and not so much about the visual. It's, it's, you could close your eyes and as long as you feel it, mm. you're, you're in the place. Yeah, I mean, there is like some, some basic kind of like um, basic steps and basic um, strokes of the drum, strokes of the drum, um, that you can always go back to, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a, 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 you always, it's like, it's like more in lots of, lot of traditions, you have like bases that you go back to um, for you, you know, like the, 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 for the structure. But then after that structure is all about, you know, receiving whatever comes to you in the right in the moment. So, so Buyerengue is very important because he sets you in the present, and and it's like it's like connecting and channeling uh, in the the, the divine uh, force of, of, <laughs> of inspiration, because everything is 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 whatever comes in the moment. There is no choreographies, there is no lyrics. You know, like like you just have like a repetitive chorus, which mm. is like a mantra. That t- takes you into this trance, and then the idea is just that we connect, we connect with with ourselves, with the universal consciousness, and then we just dance all and unify our voices in one dance, in one movement. So that's why it's so powerful, and and, and all the healing properties that this uh, practice have, and, and this is something that we we been kind of like um, discovering more lately. As well with Valeria, we started this called um, this thing called Bujerenga Circle. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to use uh, Bujerenge and all these different elements to to find this self awareness, to be more connected with our, with the inspiration, and and to and to find that we are all creative selves. We can all 
dance we can all sing is just a matter of, of, of finding our talents, you know, and, and being aware of my voice and finding where is it, what do I need to do, what movement do I need to do to, to produce sound? Mm. This, this is just, I mean, this whole, this uh, being connected, as you say, to the music, being connected to the dance. There was a moment back then where Nick mentioned he traveled I guess you guys traveled around the UK playing. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so I would say the summer of 2019 was kind of like a really big summer, I guess. Um, it got a little bit more centered in London during 2020 for obvious reasons. But there were there were festivals around the UK and mm. um, lots of events. So there was traveling at the time, just around the UK, yeah. And, and yeah, how, one, of those, yeah. one of those highlights was um, the Wilderness Festival. Uh, it was very, very, very nice experience. How, how do people there. connect to you? I mean, how do you feel that the audience, because, you know, hopefully, uh, let's say, a, an Anglo audience is able to feel this, because we're not, I mean, I'll be honest, we're not known for our dancing. Uh, it, it just, I, let's, <laughs> let's just be... I'll be there are obviously English people who can dance, but we are not. It's not something like you go Colombians, oh yeah, they can dance. Cubans, oh yeah, they can dance. You go English. Well, they had great bands, you know. <laughs> you know so, um, yeah. And so we we do a lot of, you know, sort of tapping our feet and nodding our heads and stuff. But does does the English crowd get behind you when you're up there playing at somewhere like the Wilderness Festival? Definitely, they go crazy. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes they went yes. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the, that's the beauty, the, the beautiful thing about this, and it's like you know, it's very inviting, and it's because you know these traditions. Obviously, they this come from Africa. You know, it's mm -hmm. like a, it's an African tradition that got like mixed with indigenous and Spanish cultures, and and became what it is today. But it's a very rude thing mm -hmm. that we can all feel somehow mm -hmm. it was very interesting like in, in the in, in, in the summer of 2020 we started like playing in 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 the parks after the like you know where we could start like going back to the parks again and then like you know we were just singing our bullerengue there with our group of friends and then from one moment to another we would look around and it would be like packed of people like <laughs> from all sorts of cultures you would see like the Turkish group, the, the Jewish group, like <laughs> yeah. the English, like everyone was there like, wow, what is this, you know, and approaching and it's like, oh, this is nice, you know, like somehow it has the power that yes, like, you know, it doesn't matter really if it's in Spanish or if it's in another language, it's just like, you know, the, the, the beat, the, the energy, yeah. the, the, the power, the, yeah. Wow. Do, do you know what it is? I'm saying this as a kind of uh, a Londoner who was, you know, brought up here and uh and obviously have a colombian heritage right so uh, in this city especially you wear a mask of individuality and maybe kind of coolness um a sense of in maybe sometimes being a bit disconnected from the from a community um but with bullerengue what you notice is that as long as you take off that mask as long as you take off your cool you will be connected to something higher and you're connected to each other in a way that is like 
I don't experience it in things that are not otherwise kind of um, spiritual. I mean, that, I guess that's what it is. It's a, you know, it's, it's very it's powerful. powerful. It's very special. It really connects you. Yeah. Say. yeah. So it's spiritual, but it's a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's mixing the both best of both worlds there. So let's. I mean, this is the ideal time. I mean, we've heard your your feelings and your connection and the inclusivity of Buyerengue. Tell us about the Prende la Vela. Tell us about what's happening. Now, this is going from the 29th to the 31st of July in Barcelona. Who's going to jump in and do the, the pitch here and try and get people? <laughs> <laughs> do the link. Well, uh, as we say, everything grows. And um, um, I think it was last, last year. No. Well, Guacamayo, uh, Guacamayo Tropical, they are in Madrid. Uh, it's a, a set of DJs and they also have a band. And they also been in the same kind of process. So the diaspora, I, because I come from the diaspora in Madrid. And, and from there, like, it happens kind of the same process. Like, some small group started to come together, making music, making events and then it, it grow into into something bigger so nick just one day randomly say why we don't you know put everything together and make a festival like, <laughs> what did you say and what was your response and i was like you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> and then and then i said to valeria and Robert, Maria, do you remember what you said to me yeah of course like look what, what did i say you said it sounds like a great idea um, what preoccupies me is the logistics of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, what's the logistics? Do you want to So, so yeah, that's that's how was uh, the link. Uh, Nick started, and and then I I contact uh, Andres because I knew he was more into into this. Uh, Andres is from Guacamayo Tropical. He's he's more into the circuit of festivals and mm -hmm. stuff. And I told him the idea, and he was like, "Yes, de una, lo hacemos." <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm there." And then randomly, there was like a um, um, serendipity that La Perla uh, from Colombia, which is like they are amazing, uh, they were in, Bar in in Spain the same at the same time that we were planning the festival. So um, we say okay, so cool. Let's let's put the perla, la perla, highlighters, and and then build up the festival from there. <laughs> so amazing, amazing, and so this is a this is a free event, right? So the festival <laughs> runs over three days, um, three days, and uh, some of the events will be ticketed. So from the big with a big concert with La Perla, with Esteban and Valeria's band, Cola Tambor. Uh, that will be uh, an entrance fee. And then some of the events will have donations. Uh, there'll be lots of different events with workshops, concerts. Um, so it kind of depends on each. Mm. Um, uh, but there'll be lots of different ways to participate. That's, mm. yeah. Yeah, and we, we had a, a package which is like, it's a very accessible price. Like you, you pay for everything, and it's it's very accessible for for all the events we we have in mind. Fifteen euros for the for the big night, which is La Bella, a massive massive group in in, in Colombia. We play sort of and 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 
cumbia a cola tambor, which is... Epa. Epa, eh. <laughs> who are huge in London and creating this amazing, um, <laughs> amazing culture. Yeah, it's, it's like a movement. Though. It's a real movement. It's a real movement. And maybe I could just explain a little bit about what the weekend encompasses. Is that go okay? Do, do go, go, go nuts. Right. I'll start with the philosophy, right? The philosophy is what you've kind of been hearing and experiencing up to now has been kind of from a squat in North London to the rest of London and the rest of the UK. But what we want to do is unify these movements that we have in Madrid with Guacamayo Tropical, in London and in Colombia to turn movements which are operating in their kind of little islands of Bullerengue into, um, into to, to exchange ideas, exchange, um, exchange processes and maybe grow something bigger, right? So we'll have uh, a weekend in which people can learn about Bullerengue through workshops, can experience Bullerengue um, through going to the concerts, And um, and what we hope to do would be that in some way we put Bullerengue more on the map, first of all, in Europe. But let's see where this goes. I mean... Yeah, and we, we are also having Cumbia. It's not, it's not only uh, straight to Bullerengue. Mm -hmm. Bullerengue is, is what happened like here, but um, there are also rhythms from Cumbia and other Afro-Colombian rhythms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess um, ultimately we're starting with our first Prende la Vela festival in Barcelona because it's it's just works, right? It's, it works as a place for us all to be together. But let's see. I mean, there's so many groups now in London. Maybe one year we'll have a Prende la Vela in London. And maybe one day we'll go to Colombia to the source of Bullerengue and Cumbia. We'll all go to Maria La Baja. And, <laughs> and we'll, 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 show, we'll show them what's being created here in In, from based on the source of, uh, in Colombia. Maybe Toto will come to our concert one day. Toto yeah. Amoposino so. will come to us. <laughs> Why not? I mean, this is amazing. I mean, just sort of a kind of throwaway comment. Let's do a festival. And I'm sure it's been a lot more complex than you make out, Nick. I'm sure it's not, not everything has just suddenly magically fallen into place. But, you know, yeah, you, you <laughs> certainly, what do they say in Colombia? Yeah, quemaron unas neuronas ahí, putting it all together. You've, you've, you've burnt some brain cells out, I think. But it, you, we are one month away from what I can understand Everything is in place. You're going to have an incredible festival. The weather obviously will be great. It's Barcelona, so people will want to be out listening to live music and having a good time. Where exactly is the concert? Where is the festival? Where can we send people? Okay, great. So the first thing that people need to do is they need to go to wakamayotropical.com. Uh, Maybe for the English-speaking uh, listeners, it might just be easier to search for Prende la Vela Festival on Facebook. We have the event there. We have all the details. Um, maybe, Richard, we could ask you to put in the show notes some, some links to that. Yep. Um, the next thing that we could do is maybe uh, link to Instagram pages, Bullerengue Circle. You guys are going to be having posting on, on the festival, right? Acola Tambor, La Perla. Uh, Guacamayo Tropical as well. Guacamayo Tropical. You need to buy your tickets to Barcelona. 
because the festival <laughs> will start on Friday after on Friday afternoon. So that's Friday the 29th. The big concert, we call it La Noche Gorda, uh, will be at La Nau, La Nau, which is a big concert venue in Barcelona uh, on Saturday the 30th. Have I got this right? And then on uh, Sunday the 31st will be outdoors outdoors so i mean is there somewhere better to do drumming and and cumbia and bullerenga than on the so beach probably in we'll barcelona. Form one of the biggest ruedas in europe on that sunday in barcelona <laughs> a ruela for barcelona to remember forever and then finally electronic cumbia yeah at the jamboree and then on monday like sleep Go to a spa. Find <laughs> <laughs> a way to relax, but you'll remember the weekend forever. And this, when you said La Noa, <laughs> La Noa, how many? What kind of what kind of uh, capacity does it have? It's approximately four hundred capacity for the concert. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and for the Rueda, as many people yeah. <laughs> as possible, like everyone's welcome. What, what the Rueda beach can fit, yes. The Rueda is infinite. <laughs> the Rueda has no limit of participants. And then we obviously have the workshop, which yeah. I guess we can hold up to. Yeah. We'll find a way to get you into the workshop. <laughs> <laughs> On Friday, we have workshops. We have an opening ceremony of the festival. We'll do a little bit of kind of medicine music with songs about about peace because that's like also kind of the main message of the festival um because you know music is also like a kind of revolution a kind of revolution for, for peace as as we came back to to the situation in colombia like um we need to to keep that message more than ever that mm-hmm. you know it's 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 fine now it's it's okay to be in peace as brothers mm-hmm. and sisters this is a, a very interesting turn of phrase that you use there tatiana it's, it's <laughs> no but i like it very much it's 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 okay to be in peace i think that's something that could be reflected upon quite a lot in colombia you know that the stigma and the effort and energy that has been put into conflict for so long uh it's okay to be in peace, you know. I think I think that's a very interesting way of putting it, and and could be an amazing message through the the Brandy La Vela. Could be amazing. It's okay, you know. We're. It, I think you you appeal to a certain. It's there's a certain way of putting it like that because it's Colombia has known almost nothing else, and now it's you know it, we are maturing. We're, move, mm-hmm. we're hopefully moving on. Yeah. I, I like this. I like this. How, as a final note, has anyone else got anything they feel about about this and this transcending the the political sort of polarization and and and, and as a message to Colombia? I think I think I would like to add like for it's like the new generations are somehow are connecting more to to the roots. No, like I mm-hmm. I would love to see a lot of young people embracing. Uh, the Colombia roots, the yeah. dance, the music, it's a it's a way to embrace yeah. uh, the you know the peace and, and the the identity. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, can I bring it back to the immigrant life in London for just a moment, and and how this all kind of fits? Mm-hmm. Is that what what I witnessed 
um, seeing my mum as an immigrant in, in, in London when I was a child was that, and maybe you guys agree with this to a certain extent, London life can be a little bit like, you know, those supermarket dashes where you're allowed to go around the supermarket, just grab everything you want and, and just fill up your basket full of stuff. And, and it's just there's so much, there's so much material and there's, there's so much activity, but maybe you get to the checkout and you can feel a bit disconnected from those who are around you. And you can feel like your basket's full of stuff, but maybe not so much in the community. Um, and I feel like what these guys have created here and maybe what Bullerenge creates is this sense of a community and connection in a way which doesn't need all of this material stuff in a way that can grow out of uh, a squat in, in North London or in the case of the north of Colombia and the parts of Colombia which have the least of all, all of Colombia and to reconnect it to this new generation of Colombians is that certainly the sense that I'm getting is that, yes, material uh, and economic growth is obviously extremely important, um, but in creating these artificial divisions between people through politics or otherwise, um, there's a sense to which it it's only creates more division and trouble and bringing it back to what we, what we are, our essence and our ancestral roots, I think it's ambitious and it's, uh, uh, it's optimistic, but I, I feel like certainly I have felt a way to connect and transcend these divisions uh, in, in a way that other things aren't able to do so. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I well, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I think we just, I think we end on that because that's I mean, <laughs> quite a, an impacting way. But as you say, as the, as the words there, identity, isn't it? It's identity and, yeah. and, 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 and more. And so let me take this moment and say, listen, I know it's going to be a, a roaring success and that you're going to be hosting the biggest uh, rueda on the beach in Barcelona this summer exactly. <laughs> and forever exactly. <laughs> uh, and you're gonna i i wish you all the best although i don't think you need it i think with your enthusiasm and and love for this uh this project and and the music and the feeling and as you both all have said it's in your guts uh i think it's going to be uh, amazing and uh Yes, thank you for sharing your time and thank you for sharing you know, quite personal reflections on this. Uh, it, I, I hope I can drive one or two people to, uh, to getting there in Barcelona and uh, accompanying you just a little bit. Thank you so much, Nick and Tatiana, Esteban and Valeria for your, your, your time. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Richard. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Um, <laughs> no problem I will put I up the things I do hope a lot of people who are listening will come and join us it's going to be a fantastic weekend it's going to be magical it's going to be epic <laughs> and yeah we're super excited and yeah. wait excellent well that's us that's us this week signing off thank you again to our uh, guests Nick Lopez Green Tatiana Gomez Esteban Cardona and Valeria Pacific we will be back next week with more interviews and conversations with some sort of element of Colombianness in them of course and now we'll go over finishing this episode 431 to some words from our sponsors but thank you again for listening and this episode was brought to you by 
Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. And also, our other sponsor is BNB Colombia Tours, experts in custom-made travel throughout Colombia. The team at BNB Colombia Tours can provide you with fantastic private experiences, creating wonderful memories of Colombia for a lifetime. Check out the website at bnbcolombia.com, complete the free itinerary form, and tell them that Columbia Calling sent you to receive a further 5% off their already great prices. So that's bnbcolombia.com and of course latinnews.com. Thank you for everyone for listening. That's us. Farewell. And of course, check back next week. Bye-bye. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.